that I'm, I'm, I, again, what an honor, what a thrill uh, to sit up there and watch. I don't know how many heifers we watched over the last two days, but it was a bunch of them. And I mean, I think it is absolutely uh, one of the best heifer shows I have ever watched uh, from end to end. And the quality, I think, was outstanding and out of this world, honestly, personally. Tim, I totally, I totally agree. And some quick takes I would have from it. I thought the top end was elite as you would get anywhere in the country, uh, but yet probably more impressive was how many of those classes that we talked about that somebody was getting pulled sixth, seventh, or eighth that had one. I mean, needs to be encouraged that they had one clipped, fit, dialed in, high-quality heifer that's going to go out and win some jackpots, win some county fairs that were still good, that don't want to go home and be discouraged because there's not a lot of spread in a lot of them classes from 1st to 5th, 6th, 7th. Oh, for sure, for sure. We've said that multiple times. You know, we'd be the first two heifers that would come around the ring or the first one would come in around the barrier, and we go, wow, that one could win. Oh, wow, that one could win. Oh, wow, that one could win. You know, we would look at that, the class of eight or nine, seriously, four or five of them, from where we were up, up in our perch, you know, they could literally win that class and or that division as far as that goes. But, I mean, they were legit. It was it was three to five deep in almost every class that we watched over the last two days, for sure. It was, for yeah, sure. it did. And I thought, I thought showmanship, I thought showmanship was good. I mean, I was very proud, you know, to be from Iowa and to see that kind of quality of cattle because it's an expo like like none other. And I know everybody in their own state as we go out there and we talk about how good each area, each region is and how well people can present them things from from different states. But we had several who's who getting them things ready. And, I mean, it was – it was extremely impressive, and there's just so many takeaways that we could talk about. Oh, yeah. And I think you one of the questions that you posed to me there kind of during the, the, the championship drive, uh, kind of as, as we were listening to them and, and, and uh, talking about them coming through there, you looked at me and goes, so, Tim, how many of these out here do you think of these females do you think have a shot at winning their respective junior nationals? And I've been uh, – Thinking about that, I've been driving. I I took uh, one of the co- one of the uh, judges, Mac Copeland, to the airport. I just dropped him off, and we was kind of quizzing him. And I mean, the more you think about it, there's a pile of them. There's a pile of them in there that are going to do Iowa proud at their junior nationals. Um, yeah, and, and do their and do their breed proud. Oh well, sure, yeah, exactly, right. Yeah, and, uh, and, and, and going down through that, I mean, I talked to Copeland. I mean. He, he goes, I couldn't use her, and this is no disrespect, again, to a, a small breed with small numbers. He was absolutely giddy with the Solaire and the High Lemmy. I mean, and the Gelby. But he said, that Solaire, he said, she was elite. He said, she will win the Junior National if they go. He said, I'm telling you, that is one elite Solaire female. And I, and I, which I thought was incredible. He goes, now... With inner, he goes, when we do a top five, he goes, sometimes you kind of like to do that. He said, I like to judge them within their breed and, you know, how I think they compare with 
stack up within their breed. And he said, I think maybe we should do a little more of that. Um, he goes, we have to pick the best cattle there. But having said that, though, he goes, that Solaire is elite. He said, I, he said she is she is top shelf quality. And uh, I thought that was cool. I think that's really cool uh, for for him to say that. Um, and he meant it. I mean, there was no giggle. There was no ha ha. I mean, he was like that 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 girl is she's she's legit. I mean, she's legit. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, he had said that. And I know we were sincere. Uh, you know, as we talked and you know, kind of talk about you know like each one of the divisions of being ever you know of our top five but we were a long ways in that day before we uh before we legitimately maybe didn't know if we had one you know like top five heifer i mean each one of them ones that were just were just amazing yeah and hats off hats off to we talk about those kids uh you know giving credit where credit's due uh kim lewis and uh, jen studer you know, for oh, putting yeah. that show on, they ran it very, very efficiently. I think they said they had over fifty some uh, volunteer. They, I, I want to, I get this wrong when I say it, but board members, uh, IJBBA board members. Yep, exactly. Yep. Yep. Okay, the board members had fifty some of them help put it on there. Had another, you know, probably another fifty some volunteers. It just takes a lot of manpower. Uh, I thought they did a good job. Um, you know, Mallory did a great job, I think, running that Beef Expo. I was there early in the week for the judging contest, which I thought was really good at the Jacobson Center. And then, you know, crowd, weather was good, but, you know, crowd was very attentive, uh, worked on through there. But I, all parts of that that come together for a show come together uh, need, needs to be commended and appreciated for that as well. Oh, for sure. I mean, and that was... Uh... Uh, you know, they didn't wait on classes. They didn't wait on judges. They didn't wait on pick. I mean, they just, it, it just, uh, from where we were at, I'm sure, like, uh, you know, the duck on water, I'm sure above the surface, it looked very calm and cool. And, you know, below the surface, of, they're treading water like crazy. But having said that, though, they pulled it off magnificently. They did a great job. So, yeah, I think those those ladies, those uh, young ladies are to be commended. I think they did a, I agree with you 100%, to be commended, they did a great job. So, And yeah, I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there, too. I'm sorry to mean to interrupt or cut you off or, or take it, but the judges. I am going to go ahead and say I thought Harker and Copeland, I thought those guys – they were decisive, and I said this during the, the, our broadcast. They were decisive. They made choices. You know, a class of eight or nine or ten, they would get down to three very quickly, and not too fast. They looked at them. They studied. Um, I don't think they hastened and hurried or anything. They knew what they wanted. They knew what they looked like. They knew what they thought they wanted. So they get down to the two or three, four. They make the choices. They do them. And part. And when they got all out there, I mean, that that lineup of cattle within those divisions assuming there were some classes, assuming there were some numbers to work with. But but the the class winners all looked alike. They were bold. They were cool-looking. They were sound as cats. Um, you know, and they get out there for their champions. I mean, they all, I think, whatever breed, whatever color they were, they all looked alike. They they did. They I mean, they had their differences. But I, I would second, second you there very, very much. I think that both them two guys were – very professional. They worked together. 
they give fair and sincere consideration to every kid that came through there. And hey, that's that's all you can ask for. You can debate. You can debate a spot or two. And there's probably a spot or two I might have liked them different than they did. But hey, that's that is cattle show. And hey, I've judged a show. You've judged a show. I'm. I guarantee you, not everybody's agreed with what I've done. That's for sure. Oh no, yeah, for sure. And and you and I brought it up. I mean, quality wins. They've got to be good quality cattle, and quality comes in different sizes and shapes. And for what uh, you know, you and I, and we've said it before. I said it during the broadcast that you know, you and I don't like them exactly alike. We like quality, and quality always wins. But from you know the way I like them to the way you like them to the way that even Matt likes them is a little different, which is cool. And there's nothing wrong with that. But they still got to be really, really good and sound and and have the right pieces, parts. They can be different sizes. Yep. They can be different shapes. But that's okay. They still just got to be good for what they are. So I think that's awesome. I think it's a great. It was a great show. So it was good. Yep. How so about how you, about I throw how about I throw this out for you? Uh, Tim, on, on trying to go out there, and, and I don't I don't mean to, you know, to just say it, I just throw it out there, but, uh, and it takes a crew, and it's her last Beef Expo, but the quality of cattle in them seven head that Sarah Sullivan brings out to that show, uh, and it gets a couple of them in that top five, very, very deservingly wins the show, um, I mean, I just absolutely blown away because I don't care what you do. You turn anybody loose and you just go pick out whatever heifers across the country you want to pick out and you want to take home and, and leave all them other variables alone. It's still very hard to do what they did is is bringing. I mean, I thought those things were 12 o'clock, seven, seven of them. And just think about this. They win five divisions, a reserve division, and they knock themselves out. And they knock themselves out of the seventh one. They, they, they knock themselves out of the seventh one. You know, she wins her class and gets left stand. And I'm not being the smarter. I mean, that's, I mean, bring seven head, you yes. win seven. How many times would you like to win a class at the Beef Expo? Let alone win seven of them and five divisions and a reserve division. I mean, holy cow. Um, I just think that, and I think the bar is set. I mean, you know, the bar went from high jump bar to pole vault bar. I mean, when John and, and Dee Dee and, and uh, Jess and Tice and Sarah, you know, when they, when they put their mind to it, I mean, you know, you could either crawl into your shell and, and say, oh, man, oh, God, I'm not going to take a insert breed here because Sarah's got one. No, it's like, no, what the hell? Right. We're going to go. Let's go. And she's humble, and she's a yep. great young lady. And John is, she, and John, John made it all. I mean, he started from square 1.0. I mean, he, uh, you know, that, that is his business. I mean, it's got him on it, which is him and Dee Dee, which is awesome. And so, but having said that, though, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to miss him. I mean, I truly, I, I think Sarah, hey, Sarah made us all better. She, she does. And I know human nature, we, we can be, we can be jealous you know, of the success they had, but I, I really truly believe that we have to figure out ways to to bring ourselves, worry about as an industry, to bring ourselves up to the level that they've set rather than try to knock somebody down and bring them down upon you. And I think, you know, we try to say that, or I try to get that message across at times. I don't know, you know, where it fits, but, uh, 
but I, you know, the, the amazing, amazing cattle, and, and not taking anything away from the curtains have reserve. Uh, I mean, that thing's top dead center, high quality. I mean, we have some families that, that you know, that do do a great job of care, but to to have that many is my point. And, and kudos to her. I know this is her last her last beef expo, and and I just I can't I can't just give enough you know enough positives to her. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Ellen, you said that. And think about the other families. I mean, that have stepped up. I mean, Curtin's had a run. You know, Tlaxo's had a good run. Uh, Collison's and that Angus thing had a great run. Um, Paulson's got a great run. Um, but with that, I mean, the you know Boyer Crew's got a great run. And there's some breeders and some people in there that I mean, these these guys and gals, you know, are getting out of it, and they're not afraid. I mean, they're not backing down. I mean. You know, the people that were there, I saw Ty Webster walking around. I saw uh, Timmy Schaefer walking around. Of course, Paulson's walking. Dave Geyer stopped by and said hi. You know, these guys are, you know, they all came. It, it means a lot to win the Iowa Beef Expo. I mean, you just don't. It does. It don't roll your, hey. you just don't roll your adhesive can down the aisle and win the Iowa Beef Expo. I mean, these cats are coming to win this thing, and it, it's cool. They are. Game recognizes game. And, hey, all them, them families are going to step up, and I'm going to give a shout-out. You said Ty Webster, and I was just ready to give a shout-out to the Holmes family there in, you know, Washington oh. County, Iowa. They've been aggressive to put some things together, and they had, you know, I think there was four heifers, what they have, reserve uh, composite, reserve maintainer, and champion high main. I mean, you know, they're, they're going to step up. And, you know, just as she moves out, we're going to have new families that are going to step up and compete and and try to fill that void that she's at and and there's so much there's there's a lot of talent and yeah. we need to embrace we need to embrace that talent. Yeah, we're, we're going to leave somebody out that's going to make somebody mad, and that's not our intentions. We're not picking out favorites favorites at all. That's not it. what we're saying. Is I do think that the uh, the Iowa beefex with the cattle showing industry in Iowa is incredibly strong. It's incredibly well set for the future. Uh, I mean, there's young families coming up through the that heifer thing. That are, I mean, there's a lot of little young kids in that that are winning, kicking people's butts and doing well. Uh, we didn't watch the steer thing near as close. Not gonna lie to to the steer people, but we we you know I did peer over there every once in a while. I was like, you know, you would nudge me or I'd nudge you. It's like, holy crap! Look at those. You know, look at them steers or those market heifers. I mean, some of those classes and divisions on that thing were incredibly tough. And I know, and we talked to the we talked to the cousins and and Ryan and Noel and said that you know they were they were saying, hey, we looked over in your rings and it's like, holy cow, look at that class of Angus or that class of maintainers or or Semitals or foundations. It's like, holy shit, that was a hell of a class. That was really really good. It's like yeah, it was really really good. So. So my question, I got a question for you, Chad. Okay, we know what the top five is. We know what that is. We know what uh, what uh, Dan and what Matt did in top five. I don't know. I'm not going to put you on the spot of a top five, but give me what what was your top five of out there to pick from, just just for fun. That means nothing. Nah. They they did it. You, they got paid, that kind of stuff. Um, but what, I mean, is there, or what's the next five, or what's the next three in your mind? Oh, I you know that's so loaded. I really don't want to have to. I'm gonna I'm gonna be kind of a chicken shit on that one and probably probably spin around it and deny. I you know I I there was 
you know, there there's another ten of them things. You know, if you just start at the front and you work your way back, I mean, them, you know, the two or work the you know work the other way. Uh, you know, the commercials, but you know, like Owen Weisinger's uh, his his composite heifer. I thought she I thought she looked good. I'm a big big fan. Obviously, I, I've used uh, you know the purebred Charlotte at Louisville in the Open Show. Uh, you know, I, I'm a big fan of her. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of that Angus heifer that was Reserve of Sarah's. I think that was, you know, kind of, you know, maybe a top five, you know, quality heifer. But, you know, you start labeling some of them. And, and I was impressed as a group with all the main end Jews with the volume you had between all the three divisions, um, you know, and the Simital stuff. You know, it it was good. And talk about, you know, I guess the thing I'd just maybe focus back is is just division wise. You know, you take them Angus and those Simitols. How many how many high high quality ones were each one of those? You know, from a breed, they were strong. Yeah. And I, and I guess again, a shout out to the judges. I do think our champions, our champion and reserve, okay, the number one and number two. I do think they came out of the two toughest divisions that were there. And and I think that was and I and again I think those divisions were tough by a mile. I mean, there was I think yeah I don't I don't think anybody can debate. It. Yeah, I think there's six or seven foundations that could win the foundation. I think there's six or seven Angus that could win the Angus. So to me, I think I think a shout out to those and and they don't have to do that. I'm not saying that, and that's not a priority. That's not a parameter. I'm just saying I give those guys credit. The, those two heifers beat a lot of really good ones to win those divisions and uh and kudos to them and i and i think you know if you're gonna if you gotta get you gotta wait through the best to be the best you know you should get rewarded at the end and i think they did a great you know that part of it is i that thought is, was really really cool we said that right before they picked the champion angus heifer we said with as good a lineup as they had out there you should be able to hang your hat on a heifer that's going to be in contention to win this show and that's you know where she ends up being reserved, and it goes right in line with what you said. Yep. Nope. I, I, I'm for sure on that. And I wasn't trying. I hope you don't 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 be upset with me trying to. I'm not trying to pin you down on the next two or three. I guess my point was I think there is, and we brought it up. There's there's I know there's actually I think fifty forty or fifty heifers that could have won that thing. And that's and I'm sure if you're at home, you're going really that's BS. Blah blah blah. But again, you just look at that. I mean, there's you know six or seven foundations that could have won the foundation. There's six or seven Angus that could have won the Angus. Um, two or three, four, five high semis that were legit in contention. The main Angus, the maintainer, the main were all in contention. Of course, you love the maintainer because she was a broker black body. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we made that call uh, early. Yeah. Yeah, we made how that. About, how about? How about how about this for a comment? And I think is is good is is not making in comparison because as I got on them top five steers, just walked down there, I thought I thought those were tremendous. We talk about how many there was in the heifer show, but the beauty of a heifer show versus steers, when you talk about that side of it, the heifers, you know, we had a May heifer to a fall heifer that's one division. So you have this wide window of size, maturity, and basically just on quality. For the most part, the steers, you know, we're aiming them things for one endpoint, 
you know, and that steer's going to be 1,380 pounds, so he, you know, or, or whatever your number is. But, you know, we want muscle power and where we're going to get them to that end point. So that's, that's a tighter box, a tighter window that you're aiming for. And that's the beauty of the heifer show. You can justify different parameters. And we talked about just the difference between two, two, two judges. What do you, what, how did you say it? You said it better than I did. Acres per cow and cows per acre, I think is what you said, yeah. between the two yeah. Yeah. judges yeah. of terrain there out there. But, but the versatility that you have, you know, the heifer show, which makes it, which makes it, I think, more challenging to get a heifer to win a heifer show than it is to get a steer to win the steer show. Yeah, you know, you look at, uh, and I know Harkers. I mean, they sell some bulls and that kind of stuff. But talking to Copeland, he goes, "Yeah, we sell. We, you know, they're getting ready for their bull sale at the end of March. I mean, they sell bulls. You know, they're they're a bull market out there, commercial bulls. Uh, they make their living selling commercial cattle." And so he said, uh, he said, it was droughty. He said, it was dry. He said, they're going to sell about 60 bulls. He said, we usually sell about 90. He said, we cut an extra third of them because it was dry. He said, our cow numbers are 60% of where they, where they normally are. And he said, we might not have that opportunity. So those guys look at it. So their, their eliteness is elite. They got, you know, Copeland, he goes, I don't, I don't, I can't feed a cow unless she makes something, you know? And so that, you know, us guys back here in the Midwest with green grass and yellow dent, I mean, what, what, wow, I just yeah. had a little extra corn in front of him. It's no big deal. You know, his his is 30 acres per cow, per, 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 right. per cow calf there, you know? So he said, that's all they do. Yep. So that's where we run them. Tim, what, uh, what message would you send to the rest of the country? So I think if you said if you said somebody that hasn't been, but now haven't been to Iowa or the Beef Expo, and you're from an outer outer area, you know what what would your take be watching in, or how what would you want to tell them? Well, so you and I being here, and we've been here for a long time. Um, you know, we, we've we've raised them, we've shown them, we've had kids come through the system, uh, we've we've raised some of. Um, you know, I, I know some people that are, are listening to, to the podcast will be like, yeah, they're just Iowa homers. Uh, they just, uh, yeah, I, you know, every state's their best. They just got some guys on there talking about it. You watch in this summer and this fall and the last summer and last fall and go back four or five years, the number of cattle that come out of Iowa that go to national events. And I'm, I'll, I'll put a box on it from Denver to, Oklahoma City to Fort Worth to Kansas City, Louisville, um, you know, those kinds of things. There's a lot of Iowa cattle that win in that thing. And there's a lot of Iowa cattle that get uh, some banners and some recognition, okay? And that and that's true. But I think if you really, really want to come and you want to see, to me, I think our state fair is way good. I think our state fair, but I think right now is, I think the Iowa Beef Expo is, probably one of the coolest events in the country you said that uh, that you don't want to get knocked out of doing the state fair commentary and i and i get it i understand i mean that's you got the best seat in the house just like i had uh this weekend but i truly think i think for future futuristic and and pipe dreams uh of what ifs uh from may kids to senior yearlings uh i think that beef expo thing is damn damn cool personally i think so that's me yep. 
I got it. I love it. Hey, I'm going to switch up a little bit. A fun fact. I got a couple fun facts. I'm going to I'm going to be able to let you talk about yourself here a little bit, Tim. But uh, and as Matt's going on there, I don't know if anybody caught up there, but tell us again, who were you an associate for at the National Shorthorn Junior Show? Now this is amazing for some old, for some guys with some age. If you think about this, who, who was your lead judge that you associated for? Uh, doctor. Harlan Ritchie, the Dr. Harlan Ritchie from Michigan State University. Dr. Harlan uh, Ritchie. Oh, I was probably spectacular. I was probably uh, my late twenties, maybe early thirties. That had been my late twenties, and I had the opportunity to work for Dr. Roger Hunsley, who had been a Purdue for a thousand thousand years. Uh, so, you know, the side story of Doc, uh, like Dr. Hunsley is, grew up in South Dakota, came and got his master's and, and Ph.D. at Iowa State, uh, married Carol uh, from Carol Mendish, who at that time was the first person to have back-to-back champion steers at the Iowa State Fair. And uh, I, I, I'll say one of the first, maybe not the first, but definitely one of the first. And so he married Carol. And so I had the opportunity to work for Doc as a field man at the American Shorthorn Association. I left them. I went home, started my own deal. We had Shorthorns. Uh, Michigan State had their new uh, facility up and going. Dr. Harlan and Dr. Roger, Dr. Hunsley and Dr. Ritchie were best, best friends. Um, and so uh, Harlan was uh, moved the junior national to to uh, to uh, Michigan East State Lansing. that year, to East Lansing. And Harlan, of course, was pegged to be the lead judge, and for some reason they picked some dumbass Southern Iowa south of Highway 34 Hillbilly to be his associate. And I mean, hey. again, that makes hey. my hair stand up on the back of my neck. What an opportunity! It was a thrill. Hey, let's go through back a couple of your credentials there. Now, who was your judging team coach at Iowa State when you were a national champion member of the Livestock Judge Team at Iowa State? Who was your coach? You Sellyoke State Cowboys there for a long time uh, with Callahan, <laughs> but uh, but uh, Duello, Doctor Dave Duello was Dr. my. Dave. I was on. He was on my. Uh, uh, he was my judging team coach. Uh, I was on Dave's first team. I was on with Doctor Scott Greiner, who's at Virginia Tech now. Yeah. And uh, and then for the, uh, now, hey, slow slow up a little bit there now. For the Texas guys that might want to listen, Dr. Griner has judged about all the majors in the cattle show down there on the on the market side. I know on the beef side, he's done a lot of different different things there. But uh, that that's a big name in this industry there, Dr. Griner. Absolutely. Well, I mean, everybody goes. Uh, I I'm good friends with and his brother, and and uh, you know, I call him Sheep. You know, it's like yeah, Sheep and I did this and we did that, and I go, who's Sheep? It's like well. It's, uh, Dr. Griner, you know, I said, Scott Griner. What do you mean, Sheep? I thought it was his nickname. We all had nicknames on the judging team. I was like, I still see him today. It's like, hey, Sheep, what's going on? And they go, that's Dr. Griner. Hey, maybe to you, but to me, it's Sheep. We're, <laughs> we, we traveled a million miles on them. And the one thing, and I will say this, and I've watched Scotty and, and Dr. Griner judge uh, a lot of, of lamb shows and, and goat shows. I mean, the dude, you never have to guess what Griner wants. It's muscle. He yeah, just lined them up muscle. on muscle and top, and and which is cool. There's nothing wrong with that. And on that market deal, yeah. I and mean, he does a lot of that market deal. It's like you know, big tops, big ass, you win. That's the way it works. And it's like, well, that is, you know, 
and 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 Scott, and he talks about him, and he defends it, and he's really good. I mean, that dude, he was smart. I mean, not was he is he, smart. Yeah, he, he is. He, I yeah. bet I bet he could remember every class we judged back in the day. I was, I could not. I was not that smart. So I uh, I understand that. Yeah. But, but I got Scott you. was really good. Oh, we, yeah, Scott was good. So he got he got he got some credentials there now. As we get back in there, just as you talk about that, that you did have, uh, I'm I'm awful pretty sly about that as well, and just as well as somebody knows I love Black Baldies really well, but they know I'm also pretty loyal to my Oklahoma State Cowboys, and and you've got a tied OSU right now too, so. Yep, well, uh, T-Bone, my son, T-Bone Tyler, my son Tyler, uh, our son Tyler, he's a, a freshman down there, so. Uh, second semester at Oklahoma State, and the cool story about that was, and, and what the, the the seal of that deal was, we went down, and, and I've had the opportunity to meet Dr. Henley, uh, uh, Dr. Parker, and I was like, hey, can we meet with you? And he goes, yeah, 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 I'd love to. And it's like, all right, he needs a job, he's from Iowa, we're getting all that kind of stuff, and he's like, yeah, so we toured the campus, and Tyler was going to go there. The next thing, who calls us? I mean, literally, we're in the uh, sportsman warehouse uh, parking lot to go fishing, go fishing shopping, and uh, and who calls? Chad Holcamp. It's like, what do you need, Chad? What's going on? What's again? You and I are. I consider us really, really good friends, and we only talk about two times a year. I mean, it's not like we talk every month or every week or anything like that. Which I'm happy to. I just know you're busy. I'm busy. We just do our stuff. Anyway, Chad goes. Hey, I just got off the phone with Parker. He's super excited. He wants to go to school there. Oh, my God, I can't believe. And Tyler gets on. We hang up. We, You and I talk. We hang up. He goes, wow, that was Mr. Holcamp. I said, yeah, I know. I, yeah. Oh, wow. This, is he excited that I'm going down here? It's like, dude, yeah, he's a, he's a Stillwater. He's a Iowa State trader. He went, to, he went to Oklahoma State, and I said, him and Parker are best friends. And I said, Parker called Chad, because he's excited that you're coming. I said, what do you think of that? He goes, man, that's cool. So that's cool. So you helped seal the deal on that for him uh, going to uh, Stillwater. Man. I say I get the privilege to be able to talk to Parker Hindley or Dr. Dr. Hindley quite a little bit, but uh, but he earns all that himself. He, uh, he he gathers it up and does a great job down there, and sure proud. Oh, proud to, uh, you know, for him lead that crew. So, anyway, what, uh, I so don't know what I else wanna, we can so talk you're, about. So, while you're digging on that, I want you to go back and tell me two of your your two guys' or two of your guys' uh, influence on yours, your two judging team coaches, because I, I totally respect both of them, but I think one of them is a total rock star. We've got, and, and Harlan Ritchie was pre- he was probably established by the time when I went in there, but for myself, uh, to the to the all-time greats, uh, Dan Hogue at Blackhawk East. I went under Dan when he was in his prime there at uh, BHEs on a very successful judging team there, and then went down to Oklahoma State. Was on a national champion team for Gerald Callahan. Two guys this past year, I had the privilege to be able to write a letter of recommendation as they're both trying to get in the Saddle and Sirloin Portrait Club. And I think both of them will get in at, you know, obviously one per year. But, uh, you know, I think two of the industry greats I, I was fortunate to to be with and and can't, can't say enough good about either one of them. 
you know, and I know where Dan has done more here in, in Iowa, uh, he's just absolutely beloved in, in this whole area. One of the most, not one of the most, probably the gifted, gifted motivational type speakers without realizing he's motivating you. Oh, for and sure. Gerald just did the Fort Worth Steer Show, and you know his his accolades are are, are tremendous. So, yep, very fortunate. Yeah. I had some good, I had some really, I had some really really good teammates as well that I could, you know, that we could get down through and we take care of. But it's, uh, you know, good good bunch of people. And this, and we well, talked about this whole weekend. We talked about the livestock industry being a family. We're all a one big, one big group of like minded people that want to promote our youth through the side of livestock. Oh, for sure. And you get into it, and I just, and I, the mo- utmost respect for, for Callahan, I, I truly remain, I mean that. Uh, I knew him, he was he was still the coach, or he was the coach when, when I was at Iowa State, and him and Duello, uh, Dr. Dave Nichols, I think that'd make a great podcast too. Sometime come back on, we go back through and talk about the, the fun stories we had on the, uh, the old time judging. I mean, I was on the uh, 88 national team. When was your team? Uh, I was 89. So you were the year after. So, yeah, back-to-back. So, yeah, we traveled around. We did the same time. So that would be kind of funny. But I truly think Dan Hogue um, is truly one of the nicest, most sincere people that I know. I mean, him and Harlan Ritchie, him and Dr. Ritchie, I think are are hand-in-hand as far as that goes. And I think that the people that uh, that Dan has touched over the years, uh, young men, young and 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 I and I didn't go there. I didn't have the opportunity. Uh, my son didn't go there. Didn't have the opportunity. But we went to Type and Kind Congress, and we've been to some places. And I mean, just to listen to him and have that opportunity to soak it in. Um, again, I'd like to go back through and do another podcast of people that have touched lives that have meant things. I mean. Marv Nichols and and uh, some of those guys, you know, there, there, there's a lot of good lifestyle people. But these young people now, they they've got good mentors, they've got good people, but there's a lot of them that uh, have gone on past, you know, that have passed away that are are super super good, influential in the whole industry, you know. 